JT's Chronicles podcast. I didn't want people to get caught up like that because you're not happy. And it's all about positivity. You deserve better. You're way more important than you think you are. And I love yourself. You always get to see me, but you know what? I want to give you more positivity. So I want you to be able to listen to me because I know you're driving in the morning. I give you that early morning motivation. Take me on a walk with your dog. I'm sponsored by Doc and Lovely. Jog in the morning. What made you even stay? Do your early morning yoga, your stretches. I can't wait to hear you. I mean, if I can do it, I know you can manifest and do it. One love, one family, and one community. <laughs> oh, that's right. Listen. What's going on? It's JT, JT's Chronicles podcast. It's happening. This is my first show. I thought it would only be appropriate to start on Indigenous Peoples Day. Am I getting that right? I want to make sure I get the right term. I don't want to offend anybody. You know, because I do have a daughter that's... My little Wampanoag princess. Love her, Miss Deja. And I'm here today. I'm blessed to have the chairman, Mr. Brian Whedon, of the Wampanoag tribe. Right. Correct? Am I correct? Yes. All right. You got, you got, you got, <laughs> is there something else you want to add to that? That yeah. title? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. This is what this, you know what? This is where things get corrected and good information gets put out there. So introduce yourself the way you want to be introduced if I was on a big stage right now. Uh, I said, good day. My name is Mosquita Bearheart. I'm from Mashpee. Uh, my name is Brian Whedon, and I'm currently the Mashpee Wampanoag Tribal Council Chairman. You couldn't have wrote that out for me at all. Ooh. I'm telling you, did you feel the energy? That's powerful energy. I thank you for giving me this time today. Jump in. First of all, you're young. Yeah. So some people at home might be thinking, this guy's probably like 70, 80 90 years old with long white hair and, and the whole guy like listen speed up get off your tv catch up to everybody else good looking guy got a nice little beard about to be a new dad you know yeah. wearing a nice sweater and that looks like there might even be some tribal print on that i don't know could have been a how old are you i'm 29 29 love. i love seeing the younger generation stepping up and getting involved and wanting to make changes are you 100 percent uh, no, I don't think anybody's 100% anything nowadays. Right, exactly. Uh, both of my parents are Mashpee Wampanoag tribal members. Um, Excellent. But I wouldn't consider myself 100%. We're all mixed. Cape Verdean, you know, other things, Love other, other nationalities. So very proud of all my heritage. Yeah, so the Cape is a very mixed place. I have a lot of people that, that I meet uh, doing different events and stuff, and they go, oh, you live on the Cape? Like, yeah, because I'm, I'm a person of color. They don't realize that the Cape is it's heavily mixed. Right. You know, it's everybody's kind of just... You only hear of certain areas. You know, you hear the Kennedys, and, uh, and that's all you hear about, and that's, like, the big thing. And, oh, you must have a lot of money. Austin and all that. Like, this cape was made off of a lot of different people. Right. How long have your family been in Mashpee? How long have you been part of the, part of the tribe? Uh, my family's been in Mashpee um, since time immemorial. At least, you know, over 12,000 years, we believe we've been in this place. Wow. Um, my mom's side, uh, we can trace our lineage all the way back to the Mayflower. On the can you really? Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Not many people can say that. So you've been taught from the very beginning about your, your family and the heritage and everything. Uh, what was something that just you found out about your family that was really, like, emotional to you, that you were like, man, I've got to make some, make some changes? Um, both of my families um, have been involved in the tribe for a long time. My father's mother was one of our first powwow princesses um, and participated and actually got the tribal health department up and running for the tribe, really? um, doing diabetes and stuff like that work mm -hmm. for tribal members. Heavy. 
Um, on my mom's side, uh, my great-grandfather was the fire chief, Warren Hicks, um, for a long time. Really? Uh, my great-grandmother worked in the schools as a cafeteria. My grandmother, you know, also worked in the schools. Yeah. Um, so we've been in here and in the community. Education was kind of a colonized mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't send our kids to schools because you learn life skills from your aunts and your uncles and your right. grandparents. Um, so it's kind of those that laid the foundation for me. And then also learning your language, you get a better insight on how your ancestors navigated this world. Um, I tell people when I just introduced myself, I said, New Tomas. Um, that means I am from, but it literally means my blood and my bones is from this place. Um, when you eat and you drink from the land, you are the land and the land is you. Um, that's why we're the Mashpee Wampanoags. Um, our ancestors have been living here, living off of the quahogs, shellfish, um, mm-hmm. fish in these waterways in this land um, for a long time. So um, that's all the pride that was instilled in us from a young age, from catching heron to mm-hmm. attending powwows, family gatherings, reunions, and so on and so forth. Stephanie is definitely from Mashpee. She lives in Mashpee, not originally. Correct. You can give me the hands up, yes or no. Yes, I do reside in Mashpee. Actually, Brian and I were talking because he had my, my daughter in an educational capacity. <laughs> yeah, well, which I love that they have in the Mashpee school systems where they have lunch bunch and they get together with tribes members. They talk to the kids of the tribe to understand better their culture and how to immerse it and be cognizant and mindful, mm-hmm. be a champion of the heritage that we now share. Because we are sharing your land with you. And I love that. I really think that's such a great course or however Mashpee came around to do it. And it sounds like your family was the one who got that started. So I love that you're doing it as well. Like you're part of it. Talk about that a little bit. Like what's your most fun moments educating little people on maybe something they didn't know about tribal culture where you used it as a learning moment? One of the biggest things is um, a lot of our young people grow their hair out growing up in the Barnstable school systems. Um, I know what it was like um, challenging sometimes. Um, You know, at the time it was still, you know, the Red Raiders. Um, You know, my dad always told me, you can try out for any sports, but you can't play for them until they change their name. And it was kind of, you know, the colorful feathers that you would see or the football team shaving their head into mohawks to show their commitment around Thanksgiving, um, you know, to our team spirit and stuff. And it was sad because there was an incident in Barnstable uh, where a tribal uh, student's uh, braid was actually cut off uh, a couple years actually before I had gone there. And we're seeing a lot of our younger people kind of being embarrassed about their culture um, and their hair. Um, I had to grow my hair out when I was young. Um, Our parents gave us the option when you turned 18 if you wanted to cut it. But our hair is our strength from the creator. That's why we believe that when we're born, you have that soft spot on your head because that's like your connection to the spirit world. And that's why we're given our spirit names from a young age to carry that on. That's how we introduce ourselves to the creator. Um, That's why when we pray, we ask that men and stuff remove their hats because we believe that that energy, you know, flows through um, the top of your head. Um, And we also braid our hair. Um, And when you braid your hair, you're braiding your mind, body, and spirit, and it all comes together into one. Those are some of the lessons that I try to teach some of our young men about be proud of who they are. A lot of our elders um, weren't proud of who they were because of the climate that was then back then. A lot of elders um, with drinking, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, you know, making fun of them for dancing at powwows or, you know, wanting to be Indian or Native American. So we're seeing a lot of that pride come back now within our kids and stuff. Um, and I think lessons like that are, you know, yeah. great lessons for everyone. We love that. Social media has done so much damage, especially to the younger kids. My hat's off to you guys for stepping up and saying, no, you need to be proud of where you're from, mm-hmm. what your heritage is. And that's 
needs to be in the schools also. So every community has different people that are there. So I feel that there's um, more education that needs to be put into the schools. I mean, from blacks to the Cape Verdeans to Wampanoag, because so many towns have all these different cultures that are living there to Brazilian and Haitians right. and Jamaicans that are here. I know the tribe has been using Facebook in particular very well mm-hmm. and really putting some stuff out there that is educational. And I love that because I did, you know, see a meme or something about the braid that, yeah. but you explained it to me. You know, mm-hmm. I knew why it was so important. And I saw a Wampanoag mom struggling mm-hmm. to reinforce that love of yourself to her son and she shared that on social media and I thought that was wonderful Mm -hmm. and now you know there's a shop in the Mashpee Commons that has some Native American artwork and handcrafts and all kinds of great stuff and actually they had given you a space to display some of your art too because I think the more that we know the better that we can you know champion Mm -hmm. our shared culture right yeah, I think the Mashpee Public Schools is doing a great job um, yeah. in collaboration with the Wampanoag Language Reclamation Project. Uh, we now offer Wampanoag language to not only the high schoolers, um, but now it's offered to the middle schoolers. So we have seventh grade students taking that. And we also have um, the Makayasukwiku School, um, which is a Montessori-based school on the reservation uh, where the children are learning about their culture. A uh, majority of their instruction is in Wampanoag. Um, the public schools last year also incorporated a land acknowledgement in Wampanoag um, and in English. Um, the Falcon Five, uh, you know, their mm-hmm. philosophies and stuff, they put that all into Wampanoag also this year, and they have all that in the schools. Um, they do do lunch bunches and stuff. Um, they're actually going to raise the tribal flags on um, October 12th at 9.30 a.m. at the Quashnet School. Beautiful. Um, so, you know, the Mashpee Public Schools is doing a great job collaborating with the tribe and bringing that awareness also. Now, you know, so some people that are listening to this, this podcast for the first time, thank you for tuning in. They may not understand what the whole Columbus this or that. And, and, and again, I don't get deep into politics and religion and all that. But as we get older, more and more true history is coming out mm-hmm. because it's only been given to us one way. And that was it. So I, I love the fact that we're finding out more. And for the whole Columbus Day, what does that mean for you and for all other Native Americans? I think it's... Uh shot at uh, trying to rewrite a lot of the wrong and a lot of the, you know, um, historical trauma um, and other things. Um, Historical trauma is something that um, you see high within Native Americans. Um, You know, Native American out of any other ethnicities and groups um, have the highest suicide rates, drug, you know, addiction, um, and so on and so forth. Um, And all of that stems from you know, when they had come over here, uh, we weren't used to alcohol and stuff like that. We only drank waters and teas. Um, so there was a reason why, you know, they would try to get your leaders drunk or, you know, give them that. And then when you look at Columbus, that's the reason why we're called Indians. Um, you know, he thought he was going to India to go get gold. And, you know, that's why they call us Indians. You know, I never knew that. We, we, don't, we don't refer to ourselves as Indians. Um, if you ask a native person, uh, they might say they're indigenous to this land. Mm-hmm. Um, or they might say that, you know, they're Mashpee Wampanoag or they're Navajo or they're Ho-Chunk. Um, they'd rather be called by their tribe and their affiliation. Right. 
Um, and also, you know, Columbus um, wasn't this great person like we think he is. Um, I think that our country um, praises a lot of people that, you know, they think were great, but they aren't really great to us in our eyes. Um, and if you look at the missionaries and the people that were with Columbus in his journey, some of the things that they did was just uh, inhumane. Um, right. Ripping babies off of their mother's breast, throwing them in the air for um, target practice and things like that, slaughtering women and stuff. And so, you know, that wasn't really a good way and um, to come into this place in this new land. Um, and that's kind of why, you know, all of that stuff has happened to our people from time and time again with that historical trauma. Right. It, it's incredible. And um, I've learned more stuff, obviously, from my family. So being spoken, you know, at home. And that's where a lot of kids learn their things. So they're either, it all starts at home. So you're going to learn bad things, you're going to learn good things. Mm. And a lot of lies. And that, that's a big problem, too, is, is the lies. What are some of the, that you've had to correct people? What are some of the things that you had to, that you've heard from other people? And, and hopefully they ask you questions, because this is how we all learn from each other, is to ask I think one of the first things that I touched on was the fact that they call us Indians. You know, the John Wayne videos, you know, before our time didn't help with the ooh, 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 yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we don't do any of that. No chanting like that. You know, you see people. Uh, my dad grew up in Rhode Island, um, grew up on the Narragansett Reservation, uh, you know, was told, slow down in the hallways, Tonto, you know, stuff like that. Um, so there's really been a lot. But I think that one of the biggest um, misconceptions out there is the first Thanksgiving. Um, you know, everyone wants to make it seem like it was this great O event where the Wampanoags and the English got together, mm -hmm. um, and that's really not the case. You know, we had an agreement with them. We taught them how to grow their crops. Um, they were celebrating shooting their muskets because they just, just harvested their first crop here, and they were going to survive after that horrible winter they had. I mean, we thought they were under attack. That's why Massasoit, the leader, showed up with 90 of his men. Had we been invited, maybe we would have brought our women and children, but we would never bring our women and children to fight, which is also why our ancestors were so, you know, vulnerable to the English because they came with their women and children. Before that, it was only the men that would come here to trade with us, you know, the furs, the wampum and stuff. And that's why our ancestors, you know, didn't attack the English when they were arrived here. It's very heavy. And, and this is not to make anybody sad. It's actually to enlighten everyone mm. to, to how things really were and how your family and many, many, many other people are making it better and more respectful and, and to show thank you. I just learned so much more, too, from, from you just now. So, And, then, you know, when, when a fight happens at school, whoever gets the story out first, yeah. <laughs> you know, I might have got whooped. But if I'm telling them, man, I, I, Stephanie, if you saw me, probably, man, I had him down, and yeah. I, was, I had him in the headlock. Yeah, nobody wants to tell you that I got, you know, mm. put in a scissor lock, and, and I'm the one that really lost. But yeah. whoever gets that story out first, right. that's what they run with. And that's, that's what it seems like with a lot of cases when it comes to people of color. Anybody, really, it doesn't matter, anybody. Because we're, we're all in this world together. Maybe that's your takeaway from this episode is like, what's your teachable moment? What are you helping your kids navigate? What is something that you can teach them around or to open your eyes and have a conversation that might be uncomfortable? Or just ask a question? Or how are we changing this narrative so we don't have young people that can't speak to anybody and can't say there's something wrong? So I think really working on that narrative and being able for them to tell their stories is wonderful. When I grew up, it was only a couple of people of color in my class. Mm -hmm. And you, until you really get out there more, you're like, man, this is, this is not right. Like something's going on because you don't have anybody else to speak to. So if you're at home and you're an adult and you have kids, now's your time. Like this is the best time of your life. You should teach them that we're all put here and we've all made this 
world what it is. It's not one person. Some things are good, some things are bad. So everything you read doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned a lot of things about that today. I learned more about you guys right off the bat. And I love coming to the powwow. The powwow, I love yeah. going to powwow. Yeah. How long has the powwow been around, actually? I, I can't remember. I saw a, a, one banner, but how long have you guys been, has powwow been uh, in mass here? has been going on for at least 100 years. Uh, the first couple of years, it started out in Bourne. There's also the Herring Pond Wampanoag Tribe in Bourne. We also have the Aquina Wampanoag Tribe on mm-hmm. Martha's Vineyard um, in Mashpee. So out of the three communities, we used to have it in Bourne in the first couple of years um, at the uh, Pondville Church over there, and then we moved it back to Mashpee. But it, we just had our 100th annual. So. The dances. Yep. I love all the different tribal dances, and, and I know a lot of it means something. Mm-hmm. Did you dance when you were younger? Yes. What was the one that you loved the most? What did you enter into? What? Depends. Um, a lot of the young children, my grandmother, um, like I said, you know, she grew up at a time where the tribe was, you know, reclaiming a lot of their culture and mm-hmm. stuff. Back then, you just had leather regalias. There wasn't anything like these fancy regalias with fancy shawls or jingle dresses with all the cones and mm-hmm. all this flashy stuff. We usually try to start our young people out with traditional because it's more our style and our customs. Um, so the girls will start out with traditional buckskin dresses and the boys will start out with traditional, you know, breech cloths, loin cloths. So that's what I started out. The styles of dance that we have out here in the East is Eastern War, um, where the men replicate um, the stories of their battles um, and their hunt or their journey. And the, the women do Eastern Blanket, um, which is a courtship dance um, and talks about a maiden and she goes through her journey. Um, and at the end of it, she'll lay the blanket down in front of the warrior she wishes to marry. Um, and if he picks it up, then they would be married. Um, so a lot of our dances have meanings. Powwow actually uh, is a Wampanoag word, powas, and powas means he or she is healing. I was going to um, ask what that meant. Okay. And that's why, you know, when the English were here and they seen our, our medicine people, you know, healing people or chanting or, you know, helping them transition to the other side, that's where they got the word powas from. Um, so that's where the word powwow came from. The medicine wheel. Yep. The medicine wheel. Mm-hmm. Now, I just looking about. Now, if, if, you, if you're familiar with us, no. All right. So, um, red, white, and yellow, and black are the colors. Uh, from what I'm saying, spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental. And I always say that when I when I do my meditation, I'm like, if you haven't left here with like spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally stronger than you were before then you're just wasting your time but is that used now here yeah the medicine wheel some people um there's different interpretations of it um some people refer to it as like the four races of mankind um you know you have the red the white the black and the yellow okay. um so it just depends um and sometimes um each medicine wheel is different some communities might have a medicine wheel that's more for them they might have different colors um different colors might have different meanings for them and stuff Mainly, like, generally, you know, the same kind of philosophies and teachings that we pass down. Monday, you're in Newton. Yeah, so uh, Monday, there's a lot going around. Uh, the Mashpee Historical Commission um, is actually having Indigenous Peoples Day um, here in Mashpee um, over in uh, the community park, the community garden um, at the archives. They're also going to have an open house and do some award ceremonies. Some delegation will also be um, up in Boston for the Boston Marathon um, in Newton, honoring the former Indigenous uh, athletes and runners um, that have completed the Boston Marathon. We feel like it's important um, because the Boston Marathon is on Indigenous Peoples Day. The state hasn't moved on the legislation. They had legislation. They let it die. They didn't pass it. Um, The city, um, I understand that the mayor just now acknowledged, you know, Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, So shout out to, you know, the mayor and the city of Boston. Um, But some of the cities like Newton actually went ahead and approved it. 
Um, so we're seeing them starting to work with, you know, the indigenous peoples and the working group um, and the BAA is trying to, you know, add some components um, around Indigenous Peoples Day, maybe a wampum belt, okay. um, you know, some murals and stuff like that also. Um, we'll also be having the Nipmucks starting out with an opening sunrise ceremony um, in Hopkinton, I believe. Um, that's their territory out there in, like, Western Mass. A lot of areas. Um, and then we'll be working towards, like, the middle, and then at the end we'll do the presentation, um, give blankets out to the family members and honor and recognize them. Right. Is there any way they could see this? Is there a website or anything that people can go back and, and look at some of the things you guys are doing? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be, like, a bunch of Facebook Post and uh, media outlets and stuff. I want to post this, obviously. I'm going to post this today. Like, I'm going to get some information so I can post it on my page and, you know, so people can go and check it out. If you're listening to it, so thank you. If you missed it, go back, find the tribe page. You know, Stephanie's going to, oh, is it my good side, Stephanie? Brian's good. Like, he's perfect. No matter which way you go, I'm the, I'm the one that got to, like, put the extra light on the makeup on this side. Before we leave, what is something that you would love to get out really push forward and, and let people know that you want to see a change. I mean, Mastery seems to be embracing you guys, and I love that. Now I want Barnstable and basically the whole Cape. What is something that you'd like to see happen in the next year? In the next year, I'd really like to see um, the Commonwealth um, as well as the federal government um, own up um, for their, you know, injustice and, their, um, you know, things that they imposed on our people, um, such as citizenship, you know, Mashpee's unique because we were incorporated in 1870. If you look at any of these other towns, they were all incorporated in the 1600s. Um, you know, you ask yourself, well, why is it that it took so long for them to incorporate? Um, and Mashpee and Aquinnah on the island were both incorporated in 1870 against the tribe's will. We have a deed that says that this land is ours and it's never to be sold or alienated without our consent. We took a vote. We didn't want to give it up. We didn't want to be a town, and the Commonwealth forced citizenship upon us. Um, so with that, I think that there's talks and negotiations um, for restitution. Um, I think that we should be talking and negotiating land. Our tribe currently owns half of 1% of our ancestral territory. Half of 1%. Half. Half of 1%. And we're talking about 400 years later that our ancestors sat there and welcomed the English. Um, and this is a situation that our tribe's in. Um, when I talked about the land and living off of the land, it's never been about a casino. Mm -hmm. um, I think that a lot of people just get it, you know, mixed up, um, just sure. like the former president did, thinking it's all about a casino. It's not about a casino. It's about right. the land. That's why the tribal council was formed and founded. Um, and it's sad to see a lot of our elders go without us having that. Um, we're still currently waiting for the federal government to give us a decision as to where our land currently stands. Um, you know, we're about to go into November, Native American Heritage Month. You know, we're the ones that started this all. Uh, but, you know, we're still waiting for our fair share, respectfully. So that's what I plan on accomplishing. Hopefully, I don't know if it's going to take a year. We can start now. I have four years in this position. So hopefully it's going to happen. Say right. that. It's going, it's to, going happen. to happen. Yeah, we don't, we don't say, yeah. I hope. No, you can, you can hope to get pie when you get home. But, no, you want this to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'll make it happen. Thank you. I That's what we're talking. It's all about positivity, man. You got to put it out there. Yeah. So we're gonna put it out there. I'm putting it out there. Steph, you putting it out there? Yeah. We're putting it out there. You got to put it out there, man. Put out that energy. You're too young, man. Stay yeah. healthy. Let's get these kids going. So they need to see. They need to grow up with this. Right. And be proud of their culture. And they be proud of their community and and making things happen. If you grow, they're gonna grow. And this is how we get things open. When I say it, it's secure, it's that's communication, that's understanding, that's respect, that's for everyone. Give him that. Give him your name again. Give him that full name. I like that. Go ahead. Give it to him one more time. My name is Brian Moskoto Whedon. I'm the chairman of the Mash Wampanoag Tribe and Katabatush. Thank you for having me. JT Skonko Podcast. Love it, like it, and share it.